Welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Hello, Life Reframers. We are really excited today to be bringing you an episode Planning Your Reframes for 2018, A Guide to Getting Shit Done. So you know Joanne and I like to plan, and we've been having some interesting conversations with some of you about the year end and what you're planning for the new year and how you're wrapping up this year. And so the next couple of episodes, we want to talk about how to reframe your year end and your new year. I have this love-hate relationship with planning, I think. I love planning and I do love getting shit done. But I think I'm more like planning the short term. And I call the, I call the short term, you know, six to 12 months because when I was at work, I hated that question, where do you want to be in five years' time? <laughs> I remember when we first met each other and we had to answer the question, what's your vision for five years? And I kind of said, well, I move countries every five years and none of that is really planned. So, (laughs) you know, I didn't kind of set out and go, right, in five years' time I'm going to do this. So we are talking about 2018 and some people want to plan longer and that's great and that's fine, but our focus is um, really on, on the next year. And if you're more a longer-term visionary and you want to have a longer-term plan, then then you can do the planning for that. And then obviously 2018 is contri- contributing towards that, right? Yes. I like to look at it in a year, six months to a year when I'm doing my planning. What I'm trying to get better at is even making my plans tighter in the short term. So even backing up what do I want to do in a month not even a year because the months just seem to fly by for me. And so I think it's good to, to condense your, your time frame and think about in a year because that's something I think most of us can, can conceptualize fairly easily. And, um, but then break that down even to what do I want to focus on this month? So today we're going to talk about some resistance to planning. Because some people, they kind of shiver at the word planning or even the word goals. Someone said to me, it was in a training course, and they said, oh, no, I don't develop goals because most people don't achieve their goals. So then they just feel sad and disillusioned and down on themselves. I'd never heard that before, ever. So I said, wow, like, If you don't have goals, how do you have focus and direction? And got into a bit of a conversation on how she's developed goals before and the size of the goals. Her attitude around goals did turn around in the end after the the day training course, which which is good to see. I have heard that. I've heard people say that they don't like setting goals because then if they don't meet them, they feel like they're a failure. And um, so why bother? And I also don't think a lot of people set goals. I I don't think it's as common as you and I would think it is. I think probably maybe 20% of people actually sit down 
and set out goals for the new year. I think a lot of people have goals set for them at work Mm -hmm. in performance reviews. And maybe that's enough. You know, maybe that gives them that pressure. They don't want to bring that into their personal life. But I I don't know if a lot of people actually have personal goals. People set unrealistic goals. And that's what I was explaining to her. Mm -hmm. Goal setting is about a process. And if you're interested in learning more about that, Sandy's got a a, a great workshop on that. (laughs) But it is about a process. And unless you actually work through that process, we can just set an arbitrary goal. But when we don't actually kind of look at, okay, what does that mean I have to do and achieve and how long is that going to take, developing those sub-goals, assigning time and things like that, it's only then do you realize, oh, right, so I can't actually get that done in the next month. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so um, it's like saying meetings are terrible and I challenge people on that. I say, no. Meetings per se aren't terrible. Effective meetings are great. They achieve what they're set out to do. They bring people together. There's dialogue, discussion, there's decisions made, meeting minutes, everyone knows what they're doing, etc. But the process of facilitating a meeting actually leads to whether that meeting is, is good or not. Right. So, so it's like goals. Goals aren't terrible per se, but the process of actually developing your goal will help you either succeed or not. And if you don't succeed that goal, it doesn't mean you're a failure anyway. Yeah. You know, there's lots of things that we'll talk about in our celebration episode next week about, okay, so maybe there's some goals you didn't achieve, but what was the learning along the way? Right. That's good. Well, I think you open up a conversation that we wanted to have today, and it's around some of the areas that people have resistance when we talk about planning. So we want to help you plan your reframe. And one way we're going to do that is by reframing what you think about planning. And so I was thinking that one that I hear quite a bit is that it's too rigid and I don't want to get boxed in. So I like to live my life and I like to respond to what's happening in the moment and I don't want to get boxed in by setting goals. There's always got to be some flexibility. We have to be flexible, but again, without something steering the ship, we could be scattered rather than flexible. (laughs) I've heard it's not fun. Now, Sandy, you are the queen of fun, so you do a lot of planning. So how do you make it fun? Well, first of all, I, I like it. So there's an element of that. Enjoy it. I enjoy it right off the bat, but um, it's just how I do it. Sometimes I do it with someone, but quite often I will uh, get some tools that I really like that resonate with me, like a, a nice new journal or a nice new planner and some great pens that that kind of stuff makes it enjoyable for me. And also just the idea of just letting myself go and thinking about all of the um, opportunities and all of the things that are possible in the year make it really fun for me. And I don't know if this is a good time to bring in vision boards, but I find doing a vision board is a way to really make it fun because I love to do this. And we just did this with a group of people recently, and it was a really fun day. And we had, I think, 14 women, and we sat around and we went through magazines and we talked about 
things that resonated with us in the magazines. We tore out pictures and words, and then we put them all together on a board. And that gave us a visual of the things that we want in our life. And I I think that's a really fun way to approach planning. Yeah, we all have a different definition of what fun is. So I think our listeners can decide what is fun for them and then bring planning into that. And often Ashley and I will sit on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve and just go through some questions about the year and then planning for the next year. And we're often planning some holidays we want to do or what we want to get done around the house or what we want to achieve professionally. Mm -hmm. And we have it, you know, we do it with a glass of wine and some nibbles and we put some music on and, and okay, it's not fun. Like you're not dancing around and stuff, but it depends what version of fun is. I think what you're saying, Joanne, is just to add wine and that makes it fun. Of course. Of course that's, isn't, doesn't that make everything fun? <laughs> I, but I would encourage our listeners to, oh, yeah, sure, on your own, sitting at a desk on a Word document or an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, maybe that's fun for you, <laughs> you know. Decide how you can make it fun. There's no right or wrong about how to uh, reframe and, and plan your 2018. So this is one that I've struggled with. This next one is I don't think strategically. And I don't think I'm very good at strategic thinking. I'm good at leading people through strategic thinking and the process of it. But I think it's something that I can understand when people say they don't want to plan because they don't think strategically, because there is an element in planning of strategic thinking. I think you're better at that, Joanne. I think you understand how to to back things up and to really break them down and, and make sure that things work together well in your planning. And so I think that sometimes people have resistance around not feeling like they're strategic thinking. So yeah, I think it is about that 30,000 foot kind of view of 2018. And this is where I allude to the five year thing. So if you have bigger goals that extend beyond 2018, well, then that's great. You need to bring them in. And, and the question to ask yourself is, what do I need to do in 2018 that's going to get me closer to that? And then I think looking at connect, linking goals together or, or connections to your values. And that's something I wanted to also add here, Sandy, that if you're not sure, kind of think about your values. And we've done an episode on, on values. Think about, okay, if these are my values, one way is what do I want to do in 2018 that ensures I stay aligned with my values? Mm-hmm. That to me is strategic thinking. You're kind of, you're, you're kind of linking things together. Like Sandy has goals information on her website, on my website, if you sign up to my newsletter, I have a values worksheet. So we have a lot of tools that can help you. And there's no, don't worry about kind of getting caught up in thinking strategically. It's just like, okay, you know, you can ask those questions. What is my bigger goal here? What are my values? What do I want to think about? in all aspects of my life, and that's where strategic thinking comes in. We have our balance wheel as well that you can find on our website, 
And that's linking all the different areas of your life, your physical, your spiritual, your emotional, your financial. And when you look at that big picture, to me, that's strategy because you've got to make sure things are connected and linked. Yeah. Yeah. And I just went through a process where I did this and it just for me, I have to be really structured and intentional about doing it and think it through on a, a level that doesn't come naturally to me. So I went through a process where, you know, I just kind of started with the, what do I want to accomplish in my business, in my life? And then, so what do I need to do to get that, to get there? And I think the breaking it down was really, it, it, I felt like I was just like burning my brain up to, to, um, really break it down. Cause I, I think big picture and I think yeah. strategic planning involves both having the big picture, like you said, as well as having the details. Like you need both. Okay. So Sandy, you carved out the time to do that. And that's another thing people say about. Uh, planning. I don't have time. And I would challenge and say, you do have time if you make it a priority. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you, this goes back to making it fun. So Brian and I went away, we went to a beautiful resort up in Muskoka for three days to do planning for next year. And so we sat by a fireplace and we talked about what we wanted. And then I spent a couple of days individually on like we were together, but just focusing on my own on what I wanted to build in my business. And it was really fun because when we got tired, we'd stop and we'd go for a walk outside, go for a drink, have a snack. It was, it was great. And that made it fun, but it also gave us the time and the space to really do that work. What is making that time done for you as you now look at 2018? Oh, I actually know what I need to do for the next six months. And we've planned another retreat in June to focus on the second half of the year to do a bit of an evaluation on what worked and what didn't work and then what we need to do moving forward. So I think that it's given me, it's set me up for the year. Like I almost can't wait for the year to start so I can start working on all the things that I've put in my planner. Yeah, let's get over Christmas already. See, and this is it. So when you do carve out the time necessary, you're actually going to save your time in 2018 now because you're not going to be faffing. I love that word, right? That's a very technical word. You're not going to be faffing around doing stuff that's not helping you get to where you want to go. Right. And here's and the thing. We built in time. So every like eight weeks, we built in a couple of buffer weeks to have. So if, if something happened along the way and we didn't get what we needed done, we had space there to get it done or space to not be working as hard or as intense on things in our life. Yeah. Which then goes back to that too boxed in, it's too rigid. No, you just, you planned for it. You planned for it. And yet things may come up. So I love the time. I, I, uh, when I do training about time management, I, it, it comes down to planning and goals and then making decisions that are always aligned with that. So my challenge to the listeners is if it's important enough to you, you will make time. 
there's that TED talk that I often show in the time management uh, training that I do. And it's a lady who actually followed all these women, very, very busy, busy, busy women, right? And uh, one of them had her piping in her basement burst. So during that week of sorting all that out, uh, she plotted that she took seven, it took seven hours in her week because that she was following women and they were plotting all their time and what they were doing. It took seven hours in that week to get the basement sorted. You know, there's the cleanup, there's the moving everything out, there's the liaising with the contractors, there's this, that, and the other thing. So seven hours in that week. And she said, if I had asked that lady the week before, will you find seven hours in your week to exercise next week? <laughs> or plan or do whatever? She likely would have said, no, I'm too busy. Right? Right. That story just shows we do what we need to do when we prioritize it. Of course, she, it was a priority. She had to get her basement sorted. It was a priority. When we have family members who need us, we make that a priority. So, Sandy, because you're big on the vision boarding, what do you say to people who say, well, I don't have a vision or I don't have a dream, you know, I don't have any goals, and you teach the goal setting, right? So what do right. you what do you say? So I, I understand that feeling from from one angle, because I think there have been, there are times in your life where you feel like maybe you've just come through something pretty significant and it's sort of derailed you a little bit. And you feel like, I don't really know where I'm going or what I want in my life anymore. You know, something traumatic has happened. So I think when people say that, maybe what their vision or their dream is can be just about restoration and rest. And it maybe they're just in that season where it's like, maybe what you need to do is a lot of self-care. And I know we've got an episode planned on self-care coming up. Maybe that's your goal is just being really intentional about nurturing yourself so that you do begin to have dreams and visions for your life again. And then I think there are people who are afraid to have dreams and visions in their life because they feel like just putting them out there is really scary and they feel vulnerable just saying, you know what, I really want to write a book or I really want to lose 40 pounds and they feel overwhelmed. So for those people, I think just really back up and think about what is it that scares you about saying what you want in your life because I think naturally we have dreams and visions in our life I think that's just how people are wired is that we want to grow and develop and be better as people I just think that's the natural way that people are wired so I guess those are the two things I would say to people when they say they don't have visions or dreams for their life is to really think deeply about what's behind that. Planning your reframe is all around that mindset. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you saying the restoration piece. I think we also need to focus on baby steps as well. You're right. Your vision this year might be just to have kind of some equilibrium in your life, not to push yourself, just to have some breathing space. And that could be the very best vision for your next year. 
yeah, there's no there's no kind of upper level that you have to be over, you know. So, and I think just asking what what would it mean to you if you could, and that alludes me when you were talking about I want to write a book. I think another resistance people have to setting goals is I don't have the skills to do it. You know, I might set a goal of I want to write a book, but who am I? I don't have the skills. I don't know how to write a book. And it's just, it just gets very overwhelming. And thankfully, we're going to have a memoir workshop next year. Yes, we are. <laughs> so we can help you with that. So if that is one of your get shit done next year, <laughs> Stay tuned. That episode should come out in January, February. We're just planning it now. I want to do something, a particular project next year, but I don't feel like I have the skills. And honestly, guys, we talk about this, but we can get caught up in our lives too. (laughs) So I was kind of going, well, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I don't. And then I was, and then I was like, no, hang on a minute. You just learn the skill. You go out and you find where you can learn the skills and how you can learn the skills and whether that be online or paying someone or engaging a friend or bartering with some, you know, I give you some of my time, you give me some of your time. Like it's it's just thinking a bit more creatively. Okay, so I don't have the skills. What do I need to do to get there? If this is something I really want to do and the goal I really want to achieve. And I think this is where that, you know, I talked about that process of goal setting and thinking strategically. Like this is where the rubber hits the road. This is like, oh, right, am I really wanting to do this? You know, is 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 this really my goal and my vision or my dream or am I just doing it because it seems the best thing to do or because I feel like I have to or it's trendy or whatever. And that's where once you kind of start breaking things down, it's like, oh, do I want this or not? I think another piece of that, along with the skills, is people often saying they don't have the support they need to get where they want to go. And so maybe they feel like people in their family or their close friends aren't behind what they want to do, or they don't have the connections to make their dream a reality. That I think is very similar to skills and you need to start looking around and putting yourself out there and uncomfortable it can be to put yourself out into networking events, into introducing yourself to people, into picking up the phone and making a connection. And I did say pick up the phone because emails are just very easy to ignore. If you want to get someone's attention, phone them and talk to them personally or take them out for coffee and find the support you need and look for it. Make a list of who are the people you know or would like to connect with that are doing what you want to do and can talk to you about how they've done it and what it looks like and can support you in the process. One of the advantages of planning, it brings focus and enables you to get shit done. It also enables you to establish boundaries. And that's really important. It sets you up to be able to say yes when you need to say yes and no when you need to say no, essentially guilt-free because you've made some preliminary decisions already on what you will want to achieve and where your focus is for 2018. 
So in different situations and different circumstances, you're, you're very clear. You're very clear when you're talking to people. You're very clear when you're in social settings. And establishing boundaries is okay. I, my husband's studying at the moment. So we've had to establish some boundaries. We can't say yes to every social event that comes through. Kind of takes all that decision-making process in one way away and just makes it easier for the next year once you know, okay, this is where my focus and this is where my energy is. So that's one of the advantages of planning. Yeah, I think the only way to really accomplish what you dream about in your life is to get serious about it and to start doing the things that you need to do to achieve that. And these things aren't just going to drop into your life. So if you want to to get shit done, if you want to have that life that you dream about or that you admire other people living, then you need to start planning for it. And I know there's lots of resistance that we all feel. And the place to start is to first identify your resistance and then start to reframe it. And then you'll get to feel a sense of achievement. And it's important to acknowledge and celebrate that, which is what we're going to talk about next week. So if you want some help, guys, you know, go to Sandy's website. She's got a program there around goals, sandyreynolds.com. You can go to my website, courage to lead.ca. I've got some information on the empowerment dynamic and I can do an, a, pro, a program with you about the empowerment dynamic, which is all about being the creator in your life. And also then go to our reframe your life website, reframeyourlife.ca, because we're going to offer you a guide, a free guide, um, called, uh, getting shit done. <laughs> so, you know, we talk about some of the stuff and we'll ask you some questions that will help you start to think a bit strategically about what you want to do for 2018. So we hope that those tools really help you. And if you want to have a conversation with either of us, reach out, send an email to us. You can either send it to hello at reframeyourlife.ca. If you want to speak to one of us in particular, just write it in. We're not offended in any way. <laughs> then you want to have a conversation on Skype. We'd be absolutely happy to help you because we really do value this process and think it's important to setting yourselves up for really great reframes in 2018. And we'd be happy to give you a you know, complimentary uh, Skype or phone session just to um, help you on your way. That's great. So just in closing, when I was growing up, my mum used to write letters. So, you know, it was a long time ago when letter writing was a thing. And <laughs> she, I, no, I noticed that she would often, when she was making plans with people, she would put a little D period, V period at the end of the plans. And I asked her what it meant one time. Like, so she would write to her aunt in Ireland and she'd say, see you in July, DV. And she told me it stood for Deo Valente, which is Latin for God willing, if nothing prevents it. And it was just her way of saying that stuff happens, things happen, and we can make our plans. And it's important to make those plans, but we also need to hold them lightly in a sense, because we really don't know what's around the corner for any of us. And I just think it's important to close with that because I think that sometimes people feel resistant to planning because they've had those experiences where their plans get derailed and life happens. And we want to encourage you to do your planning, but hold an open 
posture with that and recognize that something great or something unexpected may come into your life next year that will change all of this. That doesn't mean don't do it. It just means recognize that those things do happen and that you may have to adjust along the way. So I just want to say to everyone that we really encourage you to reframe the way that you plan and the way you approach planning and think about planning and have your very best year ever. Hi Life Reframers, did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.